0: Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry monthly givers who share our mission are called visionary extra mile partners and right now you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters the amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you what is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach australia for the gospel click the banner at vision.org.au or in the vision app to find out more about becoming a visionary extra mile partner it only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Vision Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media
1: The story War broke out in South Sudan, so more refugees came to Uganda. Another refugee camp formed, so I went there, and that was even worse. And Feed the Hungry said, yes, we'll step in, we'll help. And the beauty about it is that uh, we share the good news about Jesus because these kids have seen all bad things. They have jumped over dead bodies, so they need the gospel to get that courage to move on.
2: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, our guest today is once again Pastor Solomon Muswege the country director of Feed the Hungry in East Africa. He's also the founder and CEO of Good News Evangelical Ministries in Uganda. As we heard last time, it's kind of ironic that Solomon has dedicated his life to feeding the hungry because when he was growing up in a privileged, wealthy family, he wasn't even aware of the plight of the poor. But as we also heard, he experienced poverty too when he was kicked out of his father's home after becoming a Christian. Today we'll hear more of his story and how the Lord continually leads him to more and more people who are in need of food. We ended last time after his ministry had received its first shipment of food from Feed the Hungry. Now we'll find out what happened next as Pastor Solomon Morsigay continues his chat with Eric Scatterbo in our Melbourne studios.
1: Then I visited another a friend of mine who has a school near a dumping site. Mm-hmm. And then I saw kids scavenging and picking mm-hmm. from that dump site. Mm-hmm. And uh, Feed the Hungry had asked me to make sure that I'm faithful because we are developing a relationship with them mm-hmm. to make sure that the food goes to these children. Mm-hmm. And then I see another group that was really hungry picking from the dump site and that hit me hard. Mm. I went from the food I had been given put there a portion and gave to this school mm. and then I shared the story to feed the hungry and I said I, I'm asking for forgiveness because you said I should be faithful. Yes you gave me this food to my kids but I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I saw another school where kids were even more hungry and, mm-hmm. and, and eating from a dump site. Mm. I gave them some They did not say anything. So the then president of Fidhang visited Uganda and wanted me to show him that school. Mm. We went and he saw the place. He broke down in tears. Mm. And he said, Solomon, in you we have found the person we've been looking for. Mm. And they said, is this church, Good News Church? He said, no. So he's not in your church establishment. He said, no. And then you gave him the food. I said, yes. So they used to give me one 40-foot container a year. So then they gave me two. So I realized that now one was for giving away Hmm. and one was for my school. Oh, there you go. So you're blessed. So I started giving. Mm -hmm. And then on television was uh, a story when war had broken out in Congo Mm -hmm. and thousands of people, were pouring into uganda mm-hmm. and the condition that they showed on tv was so bad mm-hmm. and i said maybe sometimes tv over exaggerates things mm-hmm. so let me let me go there and see so it's a place in western uganda called ruamwanja so there's a, a refugee camp in uganda we call them settlements mm-hmm. in other countries they'll just put a little shack here a shark after shark after, you know, little house after. Mm-hmm. So, but in Uganda, they will give you like a 100 feet by maybe 200 feet so that each family lives separate mm-hmm. and you have the dignity of living as a family. So, I went there. But before even that was created, they were put in big tents. You'd find a big tent with about 3,000 people. Oh, wow. Men, women, and children all together. Mm. When I saw that, I broke down. Mm-hmm. I said, I've never seen this before. And I asked the head of the settlement or the camp how I could help. He said, We have started schools for these children, and it's kids that are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And as you would you'd be moving around, you would see these little coffins for babies who have just died.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they actually even adopted one young boy called Timothy that is now in the United States, whose mother gave birth to the boy. And because of starvation, the mother could not survive, mm-hmm. died. And as I was passing by, the old woman was giving me this brand new baby, oh, wow. like one week old. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know what to do with the baby. Mm-hmm. But we went Brought in every help we could uh, from church. Mm-hmm. Drove back. That's about maybe seven hour drive away. Oh, wow. Went back with every help. I said, we'll help you. We'll help as, as you take care of the baby until we find help. Mm-hmm. This boy right now is maybe nine years in the United States.
3: He was adopted.
1: Yeah, we are, Yeah, we well, we walked through the, the mm-hmm. adoption yeah. so that he goes to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that's when I said... I must do something. I cannot see people die. Mm. This helplessness. Yeah. And I do nothing when I'm in the city, busy preaching to a big church and people you know, uh, ushering me in Oh, Pastor man of God and things mm. like that. I yeah. said, no way. So then I asked to help one school, but the camp commandant, who is the head of the refugee settlement, said, no, we can't allow you to do that. Because if you feed one school, other schools will collapse because we are not feeding any of those. So they will run from all those schools oh. to one school. Yeah. And then the, 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 this school will be overwhelmed. And then mm-hmm. what about other yeah, schools? Yeah, everybody
3: wants to go to school that has the food. Yes. Yeah.
1: So he said, I will allow you to do this if you are going to feed all the schools.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that school was uh, uh, close to 3,600 children kids under trees and in the space that was there. Mm-hmm. So I said how many is all? That was about about 17,000 children then. I said Lord. 17,000? Yes I said I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I came and I shared the story with Stefan of Feed the Hungry mm-hmm. our international director and he said uh, let's pray about it he says, "I don't, I don't want to promise, but let's pray." But I see what you are seeing. I know it, it's mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. And then later, I said, "You know what? Let's do it." They shipped in the food. We created a system on how to manage. We we have very few people that are mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. on stuff, mm-hmm. but we are cooking now for almost c- close to twenty eight thousand in wow. that in that camp mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. So then, war broke out in South Sudan. Sudan and, and you mm-hmm, know, the, mm-hmm. so. More refugees. More refugees come mm-hmm. to Uganda. Mm-hmm. Another refugee camp formed. So I went there. And that was even worse. Mm. And Feed the Hungry said, yes, we'll step in. We'll help. So right now, we are feeding over 70,000 wow. children every day. Over wow. 70,000 children every day. And the beauty about it is that uh, we share the good news about Jesus mm-hmm. because these kids have seen all bad things. They have mm-hmm. jumped over dead bodies. Mm. They have seen their parents killed. They have seen all types of crimes that you may not even want to mention here. No, especially in a,
3: a war-torn country.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they need the gospel mm-hmm. to be able to, to get that courage to move on. Mm. So... There are no professional counselors, mm, mm-hmm. so we have put uh, through feed the hungry. Have taken in Bibles, we have taken in um, the Gospel of John literature with questions and all this to help them have some kind of meditation. And 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 now in the in the refugee camp of in western Uganda that Ramwanja, mm-hmm. the current president of Rwanda, was raised in that camp. Oh wow! He got his education from there. Mm-hmm. So until war broke out, and he went, he joined the army in Uganda, and then he went to lead the liberation uh, that uh, helped his country, mm-hmm. and now he's a president there. Which is a motivation that some of the kids we are
3: impacting right now. And yeah, feeding. who knows? They could go on to become a president. Yes, back back yeah. back home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So people would say, "Oh, of course they're going to want to hear about." jesus or whatever you have to say if mm-hmm. you're going to give me food mm-hmm. but are they really genuinely giving their hearts to the lord yes they are you know uh when when you
1: go through trouble mm-hmm. all you have to do is 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 is, is seek god mm-hmm. uh, people seek god more mm-hmm. when there's a challenge mm-hmm. uh, i remember when the u.s uh, when the it was uh 9-11 mm-hmm. churches yep, september were 11th yep. yeah yeah Churches, we are full. Oh, yeah. Everybody yep. prayed, mm-hmm. but when they realized, I think that it's not going to come again. Uh, people get comfortable, ca- become beca- so. Yeah. So, with these challenges, you'll see people praying more mm-hmm. uh, because they need a divine intervention, mm-hmm. uh, seeing how God can help them out. So, we've done a lot of Christian uh, programs there, mm-hmm. uh, so, evangelistic crusades, mm-hmm. and people genuinely give mm-hmm. their lives to, to Christ.
3: So, there's not just the physical hunger, there's a spiritual hunger as well.
1: Big spiritual hunger. Not only in refugee camps, but even in the nation of Uganda as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will tell you that our churches are open seven days a week. Oh, yeah? Yes. Every evening, people will come for a Bible study or a Christian program. Lunchtime, you, we have what we call lunch hour meetings mm-hmm. where people will come to church. It's a real service. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in a parliament, you find people breaking off. Instead of going to grab uh, uh, something to eat, you'll find them in prayer. Oh, is that fellowship.
3: right? Yes. So spirituality is very prevalent yes, in Ugandan society. It is.
1: Yes, it is. And we thank God that you know people's hearts are open mm-hmm. to Christianity. And I would appeal to Australians to step in. Mm-hmm. Come out, visit Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, come. Uh, be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, encourage the revival that is going on. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now there is a saying in your ministry, yeah. something about being full.
1: Yeah. A full life feels good, and a full life is your belly has to be full mm-hmm. because you know uh, a hungry person is an angry person, mm-hmm. and an angry person you cannot even think of what is going to do, mm-hmm. but also. It, it doesn't stop with food. You also must have Christ in you, because uh, mm-hmm. that that brings fullness—spiritual, mm-hmm. body, soul, and spirit.
3: So your ministry is about fullness, yes, but not just physical fullness. No, having the problem of starvation fixed, but also fullness—having your spiritual hunger fixed e- exactly. as well. Exactly,
1: and and uh, and wherever we go, we we'll let people know that we are not doing this because we are good people. Mm-hmm. We are doing this because of the love of Christ, mm-hmm. and we are sharing the love of Christ without Christ, mm-hmm. we would also not give away anything mm-hmm. but Christ teaches us to love mm-hmm.
3: yes, now I understand at one point the police came to you with some children who were in need. Tell us that story
1: yeah, when I started feeding the children uh using uh, because of feed the hungry mm-hmm. so that's when refugees had started coming. Mm-hmm. So they when the refugees came went to the police looking for help. Mm-hmm. So the police brought the children to me.
3: Why did they bring them to you?
1: Because I was feeding children.
3: Oh, so they knew that.
1: They knew that. And when I saw these children, I felt so bad for them because I love children. Mm-hmm. I love children. So I said, "How about helping them find their fathers?" Mm-hmm. One of the other reasons why I went to the refugee camp. Mm-hmm was to see if I could find the parents of these children mm-hmm. and reunite them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in war, everybody runs his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what I saw there, I, I determined never to take those children
3: there. Oh, you didn't want them to be in the camp? Because,
1: yeah, because it was horrible. It mm. was,
3: the you conditions know,
1: there. you'd think of a camp like, you know, in, in Australia, mm. here, when they were picking me from the airport, they showed me apartments where mm. refugees go. Mm. You know, this is very luxurious, mm. even. Some, yeah, by comparison. Yeah. By comparison. Even mm. to most people, mm. uh, free people in Uganda don't mm. live that way. Yeah. So, so I thought maybe there was a kind of arrangement how people live. So mm. let me help them reunite with their families. But you find 4,000 people in one tent. Wow. Strangers. Men, women, children, Mm -hmm. and most children alone where Mm -hmm. the government is going to get about 10 of them, put them together and Mm -hmm. find an elder one to be the head of that group for family Mm -hmm. of refugees, strangers, but becoming a family. Mm -hmm. That's when I said, I need to go back and and do something. Mm -hmm. I kept these kids. Uh, Most of them right now are are out of high school.
3: So they stayed yes at your school yes at at my school mm. rather than going to the refugee camp
1: yes so we kept them mm. yeah
3: but you can't keep them all
1: no you can't keep them all yeah. but those the police brought we kept mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and but uh, but also at our church we have uh, what we call the urban urban refugee uh, program mm-hmm. so the refugees that are in the city mm-hmm. we give them food okay so they come as families and we give them uh, uh, boxes of rice Uh, From Feed the Hungry Mm -hmm. That they go and and, and feed on
2: You're listening to The Story Today Eric Skadabo is once again chatting With Pastor Solomon Muswige, Who's the country director of Feed the Hungry in East Africa Solomon is sharing his life journey with us and how the Lord led him to help many people in need of food in his home country of Uganda.
0: We'll hear more of his story when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy
2: Colfax and this is The Story. Our guest today is once again Pastor Solomon Muswege who's the country director of Feed the Hungry in East Africa and also the founder and CEO of Good News Evangelical Ministries in Uganda. Before the break we heard how the Lord led him to many people in need of food. Next we'll hear more of his story and about more ways the Lord is using him as he continues his chat with Eric Skadabo.
3: Now, you have a lot going on. Yes. Two schools, you said? Yes. You're a pastor of your church? Yes. I have actually a pastor of churches. Um, churches?
1: Uh, plural. I, I oversee quite a number of churches, good news mm-hmm. churches, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. I, but if that's not enough,
1: no. you have a TV station. Yes, I, I, I run <laughs> a TV station. And then uh, now we've started another program uh, in Karamoja, mm. which is in North Uganda, neighboring kenya Mm -hmm. where the worst you may think refugees are suffering Mm -hmm. when i went to karamoja and these are indigenous Mm -hmm. ugandans Mm -hmm. i've never seen such suffering Mm -hmm. ever in my life and where people drop dead Mm -hmm. because of hunger Mm -hmm. um they have had a drought for three years Mm -hmm. And they su- they all survive on agriculture and 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 rearing cows, mm. and so there is a lot of stealing. This family has cows; the other one doesn't have. Mm. Mm. And because of the, uh, you know, their culture, mm. uh, so they will go steal from each other. Mm. And then those in Kenya will come and steal from Uganda, which causes a lot of insecurity that they cannot focus on agriculture or mm. even having their animals. Mm. So, when the drought came in, uh, last time I went there, almost about 3,000 people had died Mm. because of hunger. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I was there last week Mm. uh, with uh, my friend uh, J.P. Jean-Pierre from Germany, Mm. uh, who is the uh, president of Feed the Hungry Germany. Mm -hmm. He says in his 35 years working with with Feed the Hungry, he has never seen anything like that. Mm. And he has traveled all over the world where you find somebody sitting and shaking because of hunger and then Mm -hmm. you see somebody collapse. So we are already doing a lot of work there, Mm -hmm. uh, feeding the people in Karamoja, Mm -hmm. drilling wells for them uh, so that we can help them do agriculture Mm -hmm. and and irrigation. Mm -hmm. So as Feed the Hungry, we are really out there. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the work I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Now, I'm just reflecting over your story. Yeah. You went from not even knowing there were poor people. Yeah. To having such a hunger to help poor people. Yeah. That you're expanding your ministry so that more people can be fed. Yes. Quite a contrast from your beginning.
1: You see, having experienced both lives, you know what it means Hmm. to be in that kind of condition. Mm -hmm. And... and, uh, I think one of the things that also bothers me is people that, in our areas, will sit in office and don't solve any problem. Mm. Uh, on on my TV program, I've I've made this open statement. I've said if I if I become president, but I, I'm not going into politics at all. No, uh, no aspirations. Yeah, yeah, but I said if I was, I would allow people. That work for government to sit in office three days a week, and two days they must go in the field. Mm. That will help to really. No, no. Yes, going on. yes. Because most people have no idea. As I said, if you're rich, you don't know that they're mm. poor. You don't know what they go through. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting in an air-conditioned office, mm. you have a driver, you have uh, you know all the allowances. You live in the best part of town. You totally. Are disconnected from the reality mm. of the life that people mm. you are trying to lead and find solutions for mm. are going through. So you become, to me, I would say, irrelevant because you are yes in office, but uh, this is even why organizations fail. You mm. you you'll go uh, and and there was a project that failed in Kenya. They went and and created the social area where people can come and socialize. Mm.
3: They
1: built a good facility and people didn't go there. They cut the ribbon where they were happy celebrating mm. that the thing is done. But the culture of these people is that men go and sit on the fire at night and that's where they talk from. Mm. Not in a building, yeah, somewhere called yeah. a social center or something. So, <laughs> so, 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 so it
3: was not culturally appropriate, I,
1: yes. So, no. there are so or many, pe- exactly. So, we have so many people that, uh, and, and this is why we we can able to represent our people because mm. I am on the ground, mm. yeah, uh, before coming here mm. last week, I was right in Karamoja where mm. most of our people don't even want to go.
3: Mm. So, that's the key is to get right in. Where the suffering is happening. Yes. Knowing what's going on. Yes. Now, someone's listening today, they're saying, Pastor Solomon, you're talking about so many different areas that are suffering and hungry. Mm-hmm. Refugees from Congo and Sudan. Sudan, Karamoja. Uh, and used to be from Rwanda at one uh-huh. time. Yeah. And then also the poor people in Uganda. Yes. They'll say it's just overwhelming. What can I do? What would you say? To somebody who's just kinda got that attitude, it's just too much. Something.
1: <laughs> well that's a something. Good answer. <laughs> yes. You see, uh with thirty dollars given to feed the hungry, mm. you'll feed a family for a month. Mm. They can live on one dollar a day. Mm-hmm. And that is doable. If one gives fed a family for a month and another fed a family for a month, one can feed the family for a year. Mm-hmm. That is thirty times 12. So, doing something is better than saying, oh, it's too much, I can't mm. do anything. Yeah. As you've heard my story, I started with my school, mm-hmm. I identified the need from those few children, mm-hmm. kids that were begging
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then fed my school and then another school and then one refugee camp and then another refugee camp mm-hmm. then other areas and now so uh, God will never show you how it is going to be done. Yeah, it, when you
3: started out, yes. you had no idea yeah,
1: no. where this was all leading or even
3: how you were going to supply exactly. all food.
1: So God will put a desire on your heart mm-hmm. to do something. Mm-hmm. And that is where it all begins from. Mm-hmm. You begin with something. Start with something. And then from something, then it it, it even goes beyond.
3: And then maybe even visiting Uganda. Okay. And, and or another country.
1: I, I I would really suggest that uh, somebody in his lifetime invests in a mission trip mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, somewhere mm-hmm. it can be Uganda. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I was speaking. I was in the in the US. I was at at, at lunch with one of my friends, and this um, and my friend went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and this lady came and said, "Oh, you are alone here. I was overhearing what you're talking about Uganda," and I started talking. Uh, sharing with her, mm-hmm. this lady did not come to Uganda. Her church prepared a trip, a missions trip to Malawi. Mm-hmm. She went to Malawi mm-hmm. and uh, she started a school in Malawi. Oh, wow. She started raising funds from France mm-hmm. and all this. She mm-hmm. has bought a bus for the children. So when I was in the U.S., she wanted to tell me the story that I was the motivation. Oh, wow. And I said, uh, I I almost said, why didn't you come to Uganda? But but I said, but I said, Amen. This That's this right. is this That's is wonderful right. because yeah. at least you went somewhere. My, you went somewhere yeah. and and people are being helped. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. we can, we can start yeah. from somewhere. Or mm-hmm. if you're not going, send feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you can donate to feed the hungry, and then feed the hungry will channel the funds because feed the hungry gets credible people on the ground. And you've heard me say I was with the president of Feed the Hungry Germany. Mm -hmm. They're on the ground. Mm -hmm. Ben, who is the CEO of Feed the Hungry Australia, Mm -hmm. he was with me in Uganda two, three months ago Mm -hmm. with a team. So they're on the ground. They're not uh, reading or just seeing an advert or something, Mm -hmm. but they're on the ground Mm -hmm. with credible people Mm -hmm. that know what they are doing. And they can say, if you can't come, please channel your help through Feed the Hungry
3: Pastor Solomon thank you so much for sharing your story and also insights into your ministry and of course the ministry of Feed the Hungry thank you so much
1: thank you so much for hosting me
2: well that was part two of Eric Skadabo's conversation with Pastor Solomon Maswege who's the country director of Feed the Hungry in East Africa to learn more about Feed the Hungry, you can go to their website. It's feedthehungry.org.au. Once again, that's feedthehungry.org.au. Finally, we'll end today with this verse from the book of Proverbs. It says, The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. That's Proverbs 22, verse 9. Well, thanks for joining us for part two of Pastor Solomon Maswige's story and how the Lord is using him in Uganda. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story
0: with someone today. The Story, just another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.